Welcome to NB Sports. My name is Robert. And I'm Corey. And today we're going to talk to you about the Melvin Gordon contract extension demands and whether or not he should get an extension or whether or not he deserves one. Also, later on in the show, we're going to talk about Russell Westbrook and his trade to the Rockets. First off, I just want to say um, we apologize for the editing error in last week's episode. Yeah, last episode, we were said we were going to talk about the MLB Home Run Derby, and we did not, and I apologize for that. That is my fault, and hopefully it won't happen again. So first off, Corey, just tell us a little bit about the Home Run Derby and what you know. So basically, Robbie, this year's Home Run Derby was the best that we've seen so far, and mostly because of a 20-year-old young man named Vlad Guerrero Jr., who was absolutely impressive in his first home run derby. Um, so he had hit 29 home runs in his first round, which up until that point, the most ever in a single round was 28 so he come in and immediately broke a record but he was later knocked out in the final round by the winner of the home run derby pete alonzo from the mets now um pete alonzo he's a rookie right yes he is so he did so this is a big step for him just coming off out of his first year and winning a home run derby yeah and vlad Guerrero, he's actually a rookie as well Oh, yeah, we had a lot of young people in the Home Run Derby this year. Yeah, Robert Acuna, um, he's – I don't think he's actually a rookie, but he's a young player. Um, Josh Bell's another young guy. Jock Peterson's a veteran, but he's still a fairly young guy. Mm-hmm. And it was well, – there was a lot of young talent in there this year. Well, Pete Alonzo also – I think they moved up the uh, winnings for the Home Run Derby now. I think it's up to a million dollars. What – he, he don't know how much money does he make in his contract? I believe his earnings for this year was two hundred and fifty five thousand. And then and then with on top of that, his his win of the home run derby brought him another million. So that's that's a big. Yeah, his home big, run derby bonus was or winnings was a significant increase over his I, normal pay. Yeah, I guess he's I guess he's going to enjoy that for sure, huh? Yeah, yeah, that was a nice unexpected bonus for him oh, for but sure. he was the favorite by many coming into this to win it mm. well I'm he sure was not that. go ahead he was not my favorite i had picked christian yelich to win it all but yelich was out with a back injury and wanted to save himself for the all-star game so he did not participate yeah and i'll be honest with you vlad guerrero i thought i was watching a practice session of him and he was just murdering balls after balls. He was just knocking them out of the park. And, I mean, I hate he didn't win because that's who I was going for to win. Well, I think he would have had he not been so gassed after that second round with Jock Peterson. Yeah, where he just – where he went, what, a couple extra rounds or three rounds yeah, extra. They, so Yeah, they went to third overtime with that. And he wound up hitting 41 home – no, 40 home runs in that round – losing or winning by only one against Jock Peterson and he was just too exhausted to finish that third round. All right, next up we have uh, Melvin Gordon and his contract extension demands. 
Corey, uh, since you're the NFL guy, tell us a, tell us a little bit about Melvin Gordon himself, and then we'll get into his contract and why he demands for more money. Okay, well, Melvin Gordon came out of the University of Wisconsin, which he was absolutely phenomenal. A Heisman finalist did not wind up winning it that year. I believe that year he may have lost to Alabama's Derrick Henry. But he was a incredible running back for Wisconsin and then was drafted by the Chargers. So now he's in his – this coming season will be the final season of his five-year rookie contract. And he has been their main running back. He was injured a couple games last season and the season before that. But in the last three seasons, he's led the Chargers in rushing. He's had almost 1,000 yards each season and over nine rushing touchdowns per season. So I don't see how the Chargers can really afford to not re-sign him if they want to have the same productivity that they did last year going 12-4. and four. Well, what if they're hoping on getting maybe someone else? What if they're hoping to save that money that they're paying him to not try to get a better? Well, they're two running backs – that they have besides Melvin Gordon is Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. Austin Eckler's had two years with the Chargers, and he's only put up – now, again, remember, Melvin Gordon's getting most of the touches in those two years, but he's only had 814 yards in those two seasons. Now, he's averaged 5.3 yards a carry, so he has productivity when he gets the ball. Yeah, he's what two points better than actual than Melvin Gordon actually is when it comes to that. He just doesn't have the touches, correct? Yeah, well, he has one point three yards better per carry yeah. than Gordon. But again, Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon's a bigger, more physical running back than Austin Eckler's. Austin Eckler's one of those smaller guys, more like okay, kind of like Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram with New Orleans. Austin Eckler's more like Alvin Kamara, kind of that slippery running back, while Mark Ingram's that power runner, which mm-hmm. would be Melvin Gordon. Yeah, and that's probably why Melvin Gordon is the number one running back, because he is the bigger the bigger guy. That's probably why. Yeah. you. I mean, in the NFL, you need a power runner. Oh, yes. And their other um, running back, Justin Jackson, he's only he was a rookie this past year, and he only had 206 rushing yards, but he averaged 4.1 yards per carry. So, still, that's not bad. Mm, no, no. But, that's... but, again, I think the Chargers, obviously, they got close to the Super Bowl this year. But they were knocked out by the Chiefs, who were then knocked out by the Patriots in the next game. But if they want to have the same success, Phillip Rivers is in his prime, but he's getting older. And he needs a good, solid backfield to help him in that. And I think Melvin Gordon is who they need to stick with here. And and they should. If he's kept them, if he's stayed productive and hasn't given them a reason to not sign him, I think he should get paid. And, I mean, it depends on how much they feel like it's worth, but I do feel like he needs to get paid something and keep going on. I mean, of all, of all the people getting contact, contract extensions, 
people that are productive should get paid. There are some people that have gotten paid that aren't even productive. And I'm, you know, I'm not pointing fingers at people, but there are quarterbacks that have gotten paid that shouldn't have gotten paid. So why not? Yes. Yes. That's one of them. But all that to say is, you know, people need to learn that if there's pro there's, you know, product, you know, and they're, they're being productive. Why not pay those people? You know, why, why are you trying to keep people that you think may do better? Why not? keep the person that is making it, you know, holding down the line for you, so to speak, you know? Well, I agree, but okay. Let's look at his stat. Let's look at Melvin Gordon's stats for a second. Okay. So in the 2017 season, he rushed for over 1100 yards, but he only averaged 3.9 yards per carry. So not really, you know, that exceptional. Yeah, Not stand out. No, but this year, he did not have as many touches due to a couple injuries. He rushed for 885 yards, but he averaged 5.1 yards per carry, which that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now, it wasn't the league leader. I believe Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers was averaging 5.4, and I believe he was the league leader. Mm-hmm. But Gordon also rushed for 10 touchdowns. I mean, he had good numbers this year, even with the injury. Oh, now, yeah. a lot of that is thanks to the coming out of Mike Williams. And then, of course, you've got Keenan Allen and Tyrell Williams. I mean, the if you have a good passing offense, it's going to take some of the pressure off the running game. And the defense isn't watching the running game as closely, so that opens up the running game. And then he run, you know, then Melvin Gordon is, a, is able to be able to run through and do whatever he wants, right? Yeah. Exactly. And again, I think I don't think that the passing game is going to change this year at all. I think Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are still going to be right there consistent for Phillip Rivers. But I think if the Chargers want to be as dominant as they were last season and make it into the postseason again, I think they need to sign Melvin Gordon to have the best chances of a good postseason run. Well, and, you know, that's another thing. They, like I was saying earlier about the production, if, if he, if he, if he, produ- you know, has a good production rate, you know, they, they should, they should look to use him because the season's coming up. They're in, they're in practice right now. They need to curry up and they need to, they need to sit this man down and talk to him and see what he wants. Well, but see, that's the problem. He has told them that he will not come to training camp, and he will demand a trade if he does not receive a new contract. And and you know what? I read somewhere today that he wants to stay there. That's the thing. He doesn't want to leave, but he wants to. He wants to get paid because he said L.A. is home. And if if he if a man feels that way, that means he's going to give you the heart. He's not giving you just. He's not a mercenary. You know what I'm saying? Well, so, yeah, like we've talked about before, you know, attitude is most oh, yeah. of of this. So that's that's what I'm saying. So if if he's you know willing, if he's willing to say that L.A. is home, that means he's willing to give you his heart and soul for the team because he wants to bring a championship back to the to the home. So why not? If a man's like that, willing to willing to stay because of its home instead of just looking for money, I think they ought to pay the man. Well, I agree. And, okay, now let's look at the other side of that. If he does not get his contract extension, 
He's a free agent, an unrestricted free agent in 2020. And so he'll join LaShawn McCoy, Derrick Henry, and Jordan Howard, who will all be free agents after this coming season. Mm-hmm. And those, those are those are good people to be in company with. Oh, yeah. Now, Jordan Howard, especially since Tariq Cohen has been drafted, his numbers have dropped a little bit, but he's still a good power runner. We all know what Shady McCoy can do, and we saw Derrick Henry rushing for almost a 1,000 yards in the last four games of the season last year. Derrick Henry's going to be huge coming down. If the Titans have any sense, they're going to resign him. Oh, yes, and that, that's the thing. He's turned their – the Titans have become – you know, they're not relevant, but at the same time, he's kept them in a conversation just by him being there. Well, the Titans aren't relevant because they need a new quarterback. Marcus Mariota is horrible. They need a new quarterback. Even with Ryan Tannehill coming there from Miami, even if he starts, the Titans still are not going to do anything. Well, that's what I'm saying. I didn't I didn't mean to say they were relevant. I meant they're, they're in a conversation of just being known, period, because there are some teams that don't even get recognized. But since Derrick Henry's there, they recognize that he's on the Titans. So that's the only reason they get any recognition is because Derrick Henry is there and ha- obviously has won, you know, very productive games. Yeah, he's he's became more productive, especially at the end of last season, and they've got to re-sign him. And I think it's obviously – obviously the offense and the Chargers is far better than the Titans. But at the same – time Melvin Gordon is a huge part of that offense and oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like they have to re-sign him give him a contract extension for however much he's asking for within reason obviously oh yes they can't just pay him whatever you know yeah I mean they've got if they want to make a good season run and a good postseason run, they're not going to make it to the Super Bowl, I don't believe. I think, again, the Chiefs will knock them out just because Patrick Mahomes is gonna is a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers. Oh, for sure. Patrick Mahomes has already made up in his mind he's going to do better than he did last year, and he had an excellent season last year. So I'm, will, I'm waiting to see that. Well, and the only way for Mahomes to do better than he did last season is to play in the Super Bowl. And – I see that I see him definitely doing his dead level best to get there. That's what I see. Exactly. And so the Chargers really at this point, I don't see that they have a choice but to re-sign Gordon. Well, we will see. And that's the thing, you know, who knows what these management people are thinking, you know. They lately it's become all about the money. So that's true. I mean, we I mean, in basketball, you know, recently, we thought for sure the Knicks were going to sign Kevin Durant, but well, you never know what the team management is going to do. Yeah, the, you know, people will make decisions based on money. That's literally what it is. Like if they don't think a person's going to, you know, be worth the money, they're not willing to pay the money. And that's the thing. What if, you know, back to the Knicks. What if the Knicks had gotten Kevin Durant and then paid him that money? And then he took him to a, a to a finals. They Knicks haven't been to the finals in a long time, so just getting back to the just getting to the playoffs would have been something something spectacular. It'd have been worth their money paying Kevin Durant if they had got to the finals. 
I mean, to the to the playoffs. So, I mean, who knows? Management on almost every front, you know, in a, NFL, NBA, MLB, it's it's all about the money, which, you know, I don't blame them. It's it's their business, you know. But at the same time, some of these some of the decisions are made because of greed. And man, they need to take a look at that because sometimes you miss a good player just because you don't want to pay for it. Well, and again, you know, this that may be the route that the Chargers go, but I do not feel like they will get the production out of Eckler and Jackson that they will out of Gordon. And also another thing about the Chargers, if the man had to demand a contract extension, that 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 raises red flags right there. If the man had to obviously there's not no love they're not grateful because he's having to demand a, an extension. He, they should, if he, if he's worth it to them, if they think he's worth it to them, they should have already been having him. To, there shouldn't even be a story about Melvin Gordon demanding an extension. So obviously, there's red flags already just because they they haven't offered it to him already. Well, and maybe you know there he is um, earning five point six million this year. So maybe the Chargers are looking at it, hey, if we will let him sit this out for this year, let him play out this year, maybe we can get a better pick for him in the draft. Maybe a team will trade up Mm -hmm. for him or something. Well, And, you know, I mean, I don't know what their mentality is. They've got a good defense. They've got a good offense. But they've got something going on. We don't know. Oh, for what sure, it we're is not in. Yet. We're not in any of their meetings, you know. But yeah, the, but I'm just saying that the, the fact that he has to demand a contract extension is raising red flags in my mind. Unless it's just some big publicity stunt, which it could be. It could just be to get more publicity to Melvin Gordon and to the Chargers. But at the same time, it's still you got to go that low to get a publicity, you know. Well, I guess we'll just wait and see. But as of right now, I don't see that the Chargers really have any choice but to sign Melvin. Well, we will see what they do. And like I say, good luck to the man because he deserves to get paid. Yeah, I mean, he's he's given them – Pretty good numbers over the past three years, especially, and there's there's really no reason for yeah for 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 some people that have gotten paid in the NFL, he deserves to get paid. Out of all the chumps that they've had, they've already given contract extensions to, or now, or even in the past, he he's one of the people that deserve to at least get something. All right, and the other big trade news this week, obviously the biggest, was Russell Westbrook being traded to the Houston Rockets. Robbie, go ahead and give us your take. All right, well, Corey, first off, I still don't like Russell Westbrook, not in in Houston. But at the same time, I am grateful for, for his abilities that he will bring to Houston because, I mean, now that he's here, we can't do nothing about it. And I don't, I don't like Russell Westbrook because of his attitude. 
I'm just going to get that off. You know, it's not not him as a, you know, not not him as a player. It's just his personal, you know, attitude. I just I don't like him, and then he causes drama, and I'm just I'm hoping he doesn't cause drama in the Rockets locker room. That's all I'm hoping for. But this is um this is a big trade though because this keeps Houston in the big, you know, who's going to be in the finals. This keeps Houston in because Russell Westbrook is an all-star. He he averages a triple-double every every game. So, I mean, he that's that's that has that's a, that's great. I mean, that's I don't for people that don't know what a triple-double is, a triple-double is, you know, 20 points, 10 rebounds and 10 assists. That's that's a lot going on in a game. So, he He's going to come to Houston. He's going to play with Jay, with James Harden under a Mike D'Antoni coaching situation. Now, I don't have a problem with Russell Westbrook playing with James Harden as long as he stays number two and is not trying to take over and be number one. That will not work. Because James, this is James Harden's city, Houston is. Russell Westbrook is from OKC. What he needs to do is he needs to stay number two and just and let, let – James Harden be the man. Now, for the Houston Rockets to make the most out of Russell Westbrook, they need to get rid of Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni is the downfall of the Rockets. Yes, he can get them to the finals. Yes, he can get them to the playoffs. But in Mike D'Antoni's career, he has never won a finals. Also, James Harden and Austin Rivers, Eric Gordon, and P.J. Tucker are the only really, you know, decent three-point shooters on the team. Mike D'Antoni's system is to shoot the three, which is not a problem if he was coaching Golden State. That's not a problem because all their people are three three-point sharpshooters. But now that we have Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook is a – isolation player that is dominant in the paint he is the most physical player in the game right now when it comes to just speed and just ability just to run past people there are there are there are plays where i've seen him run from 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 basket to basket and he he literally murders everyone in speed so when it comes to when it comes to russell westbrook playing at rockets we need a new coach because we need to be able to play the two points and the three points. We need to be able to do the pick and roll. We need to be able to do the isolation shots. We need to be able to do alley oops and do, you know, we need to be able to play not just by scoring threes, but by scoring two point shots as well. Also, another reason why Russell Westbrook is not good for Mike D'Antoni's coaching is because he has a 29% three point shooting which is horrible for a point guard. And that is what position he plays as a point guard. So he can't sit back and shoot the three like, like James Harden can. He may get lucky and hit one out of five, but that's not good enough. So all I'm saying is the Russell Westbrook trade to the Rockets is a good one. And it's, it's going to help us, you know, it's going to help the Houston Rockets get to, to the playoffs and to the finals. But what the Rockets need to do now is they need to do not 
give Mike D'Antoni an extension and get rid of him and get someone else that's willing to work with how James Harden plays and how Russell Westbrook plays. That is how we're going to get a finals. Okay, let's go back to the attitude issue for a second. You know, we've obviously seen for the past couple of years that Westbrook does have attitude problems. But do you think now that he's in Houston, back reunited with James Harden, do you think some of those attitude issues are going to settle I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. You know, but anywhere you go, the main thing that I've noticed is he gets butthurt about fans. Okay, let me tell you something about fans. Fans heckle players. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. Fans trash talk anyone and will talk trash to the players as well, and they don't care. As a player, unless they lay hands on you, you should not worry about what they are saying to you. You shouldn't you shouldn't even notice them. You are making millions and millions of more dollars than the average person sitting talking to you as you walking out of the arena. You make you you could buy them. You could buy their their life. You could buy their house, their cars, their families, everything. You could buy everything. Why are you lowering yourself to even answer him talk, trash talking you? I don't care if he's calling you a a black monkey. That doesn't matter. You are lowering yourself to his level because he hurting your feelings. You know what? Get over it. And that that's a straight message to Russell Westbrook. You know. I, Anyone that gets that gets in a gets an argument with a fan that doesn't even make fifty you know fifty thousand a year, why are you even wasting your time talking trash talking back to these people that are talking trash to you? Why are you even wasting your time? Well, I think like you said, he'll calm down now. Hopefully that he's in Houston, but Houston had its own problems. Chris Paul had made it very clear that he did not get along with James Harden, and he wanted to go, and he got his wish. Well, and that's the thing. With with Chris Paul leaving, yeah, we got a a younger and better player, yes. But at the same time, Chris Paul was better suited for Mike D'Antoni's coaching situation. So whether or not we got the trade, yes, we got rid of we got rid of a situation. But now we have another situation. We need to get rid of my, you know, Houston Rocket needs to get rid of Mike D'Antoni. Well, do you think if the Rockets do not make the finals this year, do you think that will cause the coaching situation? If I was the owner and if I was, you know, in charge of anything, I would get rid of him because he's been there how long? And you know he hasn't got he hasn't won you a finals. He's lost the last two years. Lost to Golden State when we could have won. I mean, last season, Houston Rockets were they were Kevin Durant had gotten hurt. There was no reason to lose the game six. There was no reason. But just the way that he the, the way Mike D'Antoni coaches, it's just when threes aren't falling, we're not scoring because that's all Mike D'Antoni wants. Mike D'Antoni needs to when it when the threes are not falling, Mike D'Antoni needs to change that up and switch it to something else. Because that's that's how his coaching style is. It is to shoot the three. And that's sometimes it's it does not work. So yes, I feel like they if the if the owner of the team, the president, 
GM, whatever, if they want to win a finals, they will get rid of Mike D'Antoni. But it's hard to get rid of a man who regularly makes it. Yes, to but if you look at history, though, and his his records, yeah, he can get you to the playoffs, but he can't get you a win in the finals when it counts. That's so. I'm sorry. I would rather go get someone that doesn't, you know, get you to the final. I mean, get you to the playoffs. But if he ever was to, he'd win it. You know, he would lead. You know, he would lead the team into winning the finals if he ever got there. I would rather that than than Mike D'Antoni just, you know, for la- better for lack of a better, you know, scenario, tease us with a chance to win and then just let it slip away, you know? I'd, I'd rather not make it at all than be teased. Okay. Well, that's a fair point, but I just – it's hard to, I would think, as the owner, to be like, hey, thank you for getting us to the playoffs. Well, fired. that's the thing. I'm not the only one saying it. A lot of people. And, and, you know, Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith has said multiple. He's against Mike D'Antoni. That we need to, you know, the Houston Rockets need to do something about him. Well, they said that for years about the Packers head coach, Mike McCarthy, but it took him two years of missing the playoffs for him well, to get Well, I'm sorry, we've missed it. Tw- well, if that's the case, we've missed it twice. Houston Rockets have missed it twice, if that is the case. So he's due to go out the door. Well, you may get that change you're hoping for if this season well, doesn't pan out. Like, well, like I said, the, the trade with Russell Westbrook is a good one. It's just it's deeper than the trade because Russell Westbrook's style of play is not shooting threes constantly. There's going to be a lot of pick and rolls. There's going to be a lot of, you know, switch ups, you know, a lot of dunking. There's going to be – there's going the next season for the Houston Rockets, there's going to be a lot more paint action because of Russell Westbrook being there. Okay. Well, hypothetical situation. The Rockets face the Clippers in the playoffs. Who's advancing? If if the uh, if the Houston Rockets keep Mike D'Antoni, what did I just, that's what I'm saying. If we if Mike D'Antoni does not change something up his next season, the the Houston Rockets will lose to the Clippers because Clippers. The Clippers have the better coach in Doc Rivers. He knows that he knows how to win. He knows how to take them to a finals. Plus, with the additive of Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard can guard Russell Westbrook. Kawhi Leonard can guard James Harden. Also, they have Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly guarded Kevin Durant and shut Kevin Durant down. So therefore, they have two defenders that can shut down Houston Rockets' two best players. Therefore, that falls on to that falls on to people like Austin Rivers, P.J. Tucker, and Eric Gordon. And I'm sorry, I don't see Eric Gordon and, and Austin Rivers and P.J. Tucker make, taking Houston past the, the L.A. Clippers unless they have a new coaching system. Well, do you think now that he has Westbrook in there and Westbrook is more of a paint player, do you think that D'Antonio or whatever his name is will adapt and change his coaching styles to fit Westbrook? 
Or do you think well, we, we shall see? We shall see what what Mike D'Antoni does because we don't know. We don't know what goes through Mike D'Antoni's head. I just know watching the Houston Rockets for the past couple of years, we fail where we need it most because we keep shooting a three that's not falling. And that's, that has been the downfall of the Houston Rockets when it comes to the playoffs. We keep shooting threes like it's going to change, you know, like we're going to hit them. And then you don't end up hitting any of them. Like two years ago when the Houston Rockets were playing against Golden State, like I said, they went on a 27 straight missed threes, meaning 27 times back and forth. They missed 27 times in a row, did not score for however many minutes that would have taken to do that. And all because they were threes. Now, if we'd put up, you know, if the Houston Rockets had put up, you know, maybe went in for a dunk or a layup, that would have been totally different. But we didn't. So, therefore, it's just the system does not work. And hopefully with the trade of Russell Westbrook, it will either it will either change Mike D'Antoni's mind to change the way he coaches, or it will either lead to Mike D'Antoni going out the door and finding another job somewhere else, which I'm hoping. Well, we've talked uh, in the past episodes – about Harden's poor playoff performances. Now that he has Westbrook, a player he's friends with, a player he likes, do you think that his performance in the playoff steps up? Because that's a big part of them advancing to the finals. Is James yes, and I th- yes, I do think that with Russell Westbrook being added, it does change a lot, and it will help James Harden out because then now pressure is off of James Harden. So instead of being the main dog – on the court, he will he won't have two or three people guarding him. He'll have Russell Westbrook on one side. Therefore, people will be spreading out because they know if they let Russell Westbrook grow, he's going to go. He's going to drive right to the paint and he's going to slam it on your head. James Harden can do the same thing. So now that there's more superstars on the field on the on the on the court, it will take less pressure off of James Harden. So therefore, he can get. He can run to the basket, he can get a layup, or he can sit back and isolate and shoot a three without having multiple defenders come up on him when it counts. Because that's where a lot of stuff – he has contested shots where two or more players come up to him and then he can't really get a shot off. So, therefore, he has to pitch it to someone else who's not likely to make the shot. So, now that – that he has Russell Westbrook to pass back and forth to, the defenders of the other team are going to have to be smarter on where they put people because if you leave one of them too open for a, a second when it counts, they're going to want, they're going to run by you and either drive it on you or they're going to step back and do an isolation shot. Well, I think the West is poised to be absolutely. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you the West, the Western Conference is by far the the easier conference. I mean, the the harder conference. the The West Eastern Conference is a cakewalk. It's a cakewalk. I'm sorry. There, there's no one until until Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant can play together in Brooklyn. Whenever Kevin, when Kevin Durant is not hurt, the East is a cakewalk. So anyone from the West is going to – whoever makes it to the finals in the West is going to murder whoever comes from the East this next year. Okay. I got one last question for you. So now that free agency is done, we know 
who's going where, what it's going to look like in this coming season. The 76ers are emerging as the favorite from mm-hmm. the East. So let's say that the 76ers are the East team in the finals. Which of the three West teams, the Rockets, Clippers, or Lakers, do you think will face the 76ers in the final? More than likely, I I see the Clippers going to – they're going Simply because of the way Kawhi is playing right now? Well, no, it's playing. just they have a more put-together team. Like I said, they didn't have no superstars last season. They made it to the first round of the finals and almost beat Golden State in the first round. Now with the additives of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they're almost guaranteed to a spot in the finals. Therefore, we we shall see. But, you know, that just leaves – that leaves the 76ers. And from what I've seen, the only good players they have is Joel Embiid. They got rid of uh, R.J. Redick or J.J. Redick. They got rid of him. That was a that was a dependable three point shooter. Only when he was open, Ben Simmons still does not have a jump shot. He he barely, and we don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons. It's just the 76ers are if they make it to the finals, they are going to lose and get spanked. Well, I think it's going to be a very interesting upcoming NBA season with all the different trades and super duos. I guarantee it. I guarantee it is going to be, it's going to be this next NBA season is going to be one to remember. So. All right. Well, this has been NMB sports. My name is Robert. Thank you all for listening.